Welcome to Good Money, everybody. I am joined by the good fellow Mark Barnes. I'm Jake, my mom. For those of you who are just joining us, do all the liberal things and click all the buttons. But today, we are talking to you about savings accounts. Mm-hmm. Do you have a savings account? I don't know. I'd have to ask my wife. <laughs> That's awesome. That's hilarious. Okay. I mean, we have multiple accounts. Isn't savings account sort of totally what you decide it is? Yeah, I like think if I have a checkings right. account that I don't touch, isn't it a savings account? I think that becomes a savings account at that point. So really savings is a matter of the spirit. You apply yeah. a spiritual interpretation of money as either savings or checkings. And really all the bank can do is clarify that for you. <laughs> Why do we have banks? <laughs> they hold money. No. Yes. Yeah. Nice. yeah. I feel like I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have said in the past that money is a placeholder and you should always know what it's holding a place for. Uh, and this means that you can't have a general savings account. That's right. Yeah. You can't just save generally. You have to save specifically. You must eschew those godly feelings of having a swell of power within yourself. Just get rid of it. You don't have it. But that leaves us with the question of emergency accounts. What do we do with emergency accounts? This is a Dave Ramsey thing, isn't it? I don't mean to go at the good man. No, I mean, like an emergency account is one of his baby steps, right? You put it yeah. aside. It's baby step number one. Oh, cool. Makes and sense. And number four or something like that, too. Mm -hmm. So you just increase, augment the the emergencies, the potential emergencies. Hmm. Probably the place to start with an emergency account, an emergency account, is to acknowledge that part of human existence is to be absolutely unable to prevent emergency. And no amount of money stops death from coming at you. I mean, you're tied on the track and the train is coming. Yeah. So I think about the book of Job. Obviously, Job would not have uh, benefited from an emergency fund. <laughs> right. And, I, and I, I don't mean that. I just mean that as when we talk about saving against emergency, if you start to think that I must actually have enough money to prevent the darkness from closing in, mm. then you're already in an infinite uh, war right. against the abyss. Right. It's not going to work. You cannot save enough, up enough money. Mm -hmm. So part of the Christian life is accepting suffering, accepting emergency, mm -hmm. catastrophe, mm -hmm. disaster, as places where grace abounds. I mean, that has to be primary. So that if we don't do that, then there is absolutely no reason that we shouldn't spend every last breath saving as much money as possible against cancer, against oncoming death, against cars exploding. That happens. <laughs> okay, so that's the context of emergency. I mean, you can't have some ridiculous view of emergency that you can sort of avoid it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But as, I mean, you're a family man, right? You know that something may happen tomorrow and you do not want to find yourself, I imagine, in the position of being unable to take care of that something. It's true. So is it possible to have both apples equally balanced <laughs> no general savings emergency fund yeah can you do that 
Well, that's the tough thing. I mean, to be honest, I, I get stuck with this sometimes. And my, you you know this, I, but I think of Dante's seventh circle and or seventh canto, I think is what it is, but where the covetous and the prodigality are like running into each other mm. for eternity and yelling at one another. Mm. And I, and these are two opposite people. The covetous person saved as much as he possibly could for catastrophe. The prodigal saved very little mm-hmm. for catastrophe. Nothing probably. Mm. He, he was spent, he just, you know, spent everything on immediate consumables. Um, but they're running, but the, there is something poetic and I think also um, precise in a funny way in the fact that they are running into one another, that they meet, mm. which shows that there's no real mean between covetousness and prodigality that you can say, I have have, I have saved just the right amount of mm. money. I don't think that exists, mm-hmm. like to your point, you know, mm. that you can't ever come up with the proper dollar amount um, for for being, you know, prepared for the future, for the unknown future. Which would just go to the point you often make, which is that money is not a real measure of reality, hmm. right? It's a state enforced system, right? That divides things up into numbers and then, you know, makes the world purchasable by that, by that logic. But things like catastrophe don't really obey that. Yeah. <laughs> because it's the real. It's the real breaking in onto the system. So how much system do you put up against the real? It's like, well. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that what is important, though, in living good lives is to say, well, an emergency fund is a specification, right? So there's a, diff- a general savings fund is really what it sounds like. It is amassed power for any end. Yeah. The first part of an emergency fund, I guess, would have to be that is actually an emergency fund. So you have to define what an emergency is, Mm. right? So that you can actually specify that amount of money as only going towards that. And then you can't actually use it for other things. I mean, it has to be a real specification if you're going to avoid creating what, you know, feels responsible because it's called an emergency fund. But in fact, you'd use it for anything. Right. You know? So how would you define emergency? I would define an emergency as an unexpected event that causes immediate damage to oneself and one's family, which requires an immediate response. That's a pretty precise definition. You know, the other thing is that if it happens, you hear sirens. No, No, that's not true. I don't think that's, I don't think you would necessarily hear sirens, But but it has to be something that cannot be otherwise, um, Handled. Um, handled, yeah. yeah. Because if I have a problem, you know, my shoes are really wearing down, holes are starting to poke through, right? Yeah. I have a temporal duration within which to fix that problem. Yeah. Okay? I can work for it. I can beg for it. I can ask my friend for a pair of shoes. There's there's a moment in which I can do that, right? Yeah. Um, that Those kind of problems that life gives us where they have that temporal grace period as it were yeah. for just working a little more saving a little more or finding other means yeah. of solving it uh, those i don't think should be considered within the emergency fund okay so uh, this gets at so many more questions so first of all this would include brake pads starting to go yeah, you know you're coming up on fifty thousand miles since the last change you know it's coming up then is that when you're supposed to do it that's supposedly when you're supposed to depending on your car you know so, so much yeah <laughs> 
And you know what? I'll tell you, a sin is a general store of information. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you old Webster, you. All right, go ahead. So, yeah. So if your car's getting like, yeah, and you're oh, like, it's getting time. okay, you know, probably within the next month, I really got to ch- sure. change these out. And you can, you know, be precise because you know mm-hmm. the, you know that 50k number, or whatever. Right, and you and you can know exactly how much you need to spend by calling. Yeah, yeah. E- exactly. So, but you would say. At this point, somebody could propose, well, why don't you have a, um, a, a car, like a mechanics fund? A like mechanics it's, fund? Yeah. You, you might almost put that in the same category as an emergency fund. Sure. If, if, if emergency is only immediately, oh, but I used to, you know, pay for my, uh, you know, my, my going breaks yeah. out of my emergency fund, but it doesn't, doesn't apply to Mark's definition, which, and I think, you know, oh my gosh, he's actually right. I'm being very imprecise here. Sure. Should I have a, you know, mechanics savings account? No, I mean, I think the problem is that when we talk about specification, Mm -hmm. okay, we, because we operate in a world, in a money world with banks, you can get the kind of crazy idea that you need like an account for each known expenditure. Yeah. Okay. But you can specify within generalities. Right, so you can say, "All right, I know I have to spend money on this stupid car that I have to have." Okay, that is a real specification. Does it contain generality? Yeah, because mm-hmm. you don't know exactly when, exactly how much. Right, but that's not what the rule of money is against. The rule of money is against the general savings fund, which is truly general in the sense of I have no plan. Yeah. I am saving up money because money is power, and I need it. Yeah. I'm saving up money for whatever may come. Yeah. Right. And then my ideas about what I'm going to do it are idle. They're fantasies. I say like, oh, well, maybe I'm going to da, da, da. But I don't mean it. I don't mean like this really happens and I really need money to fix my brake pads or something like right. that. Right. So, so the, actually what this rule is specifying is something that we've said quite a bit about investing, that you have to be very aware about where your money is going. So in the same way, you have to be very aware about your life in general. Yeah. You know, the things that you have, the you know, the car that you own, the home that you own. Right. You know, when do I have to put a new roof on it? Oh, it's going to be 10 years. I guess I, you know, should slowly start saving up for that new roof. That kind of specification, which is not like this insane, like every future transaction must be prepared for in advance Mm -hmm. with a fund marked for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, But a more softer general these things are a part of my life and therefore I need to specify that my money is for them. Yeah. What that means is that anytime you introduce something into your life, it has to be a conversation both with yourself, God, and your family, right? Because you have already specified what you do, what your vocation is, who you are for. Yeah. That is why you work, right? And the work becomes money, sort of. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, what your specification is, is actually an expression of your love because you're saying like, okay, so I take that labor, I specify it into these things, which are either necessary as means to ends or which are directly for the ends of my life, right? Which means that once you've done that, you can't just idly be like, I think I'm going to add boats to that, right? Or I think I'm going to add, you know what I mean? Because it, it wars against that habit of specifying your existence as being for something in particular. I mean, this is the real problem of a general fund is that it creates a general person. What is the man with $200,000 going to do? Well, if he has no plan, who knows? And he doesn't really know. And that's the real problem, right? When I have a specified particular life, right? I can drive past sin, right? Literally like sin on the highway being advertised to me. Mm -hmm. And I can 
I can resist a temptation because it's just not a part of the plan even. It's not even like this great poll where I'm like, no, I am St. Anthony in the desert. I will say no to buying this pornography or this luxurious yacht. It's like it's just not part of the existence because the existence is already specified by the vocation of fatherhood, living in the Catholic Church. That's what has to be, uh, I think, defended against is, is the, the just dissolution of generality that comes with not actually specifying yeah. um, what your life is. So knowing yourself. Know thyself, and then you'll know your savings account. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, for sure. And then don't worry. I mean, because you sit there worrying about like, oh, am I like, am I, am I saving uh, money generally for the mechanic or is it an actual need? It's like if you've actually specified what you do, what you're for, then that worry goes away. Mm-hmm. You don't think like, okay, let's find the, let's find the, uh, I don't know, broken weed eater fund. You're like, <laughs> no, it's, that was already a part of my whole life specified as by virtue of having a yard, which I need to take care of so that the child can play what he thinks is soccer. So what does would, that make sense? Yeah, no, no, it does. But I'm just now trying to think in terms of where you're saving that money. So if, where? Yeah, and in, in a certain sense. So you have under the mattress, <laughs> because you can be your own bank. Yeah, a little bit it. under every mattress. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no, know. you know, there's, you know, there are specifications that you know you can have for like, you know, bigger things are obvious. You know, like sure. a, co- a kid's college fund or something like that. If somebody would make the unfortunate step of s- sending them to college, who you would? Know? Do, you know what my college fund is? <laughs> it's like this envelope that I give to my child when he turns eighteen that says. Slow down and think about it, kid. (laughs) (laughs) But something that, uh, you know, Alex Ren and I talked a little bit about is because, you know, we are wary of modern colleges and stuff like that, even Catholic colleges today. But they're for animals, they're for pets, not people. (laughs) That's more true than you know. Um, (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. But the idea of still, you know, wanting to send off your kid well with a, a career fund or something like that, you know, it's definite and, you know, there's great anticipation, something yeah. that you can work on together. It's exciting. You want to give so I understand for the bigger things that are like, you know, far out. Mm-hmm. And I do think like, you know, changing a roof is expensive. And so you mm-hmm. kind of slowly build up to that. And that's one of those things that you have in mind. Brake pads are not like as expensive, but it's still, you know, could, could catch you by surprise if you're not, if you're not seeing it coming. But you're right. I mean, the weed whacker could break and you just got to run off on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. But that's not, um, it doesn't put your family at jeopardy so it doesn't fall into the emergency fund that's category. That's correct. But there's going to be a, quite a number of things like that that just come up where you're yeah. spending an extra few hundred bucks, maybe a couple hundred bucks, maybe just a hundred bucks uh, a month that you just you just didn't think about. What do you call that just hangover money? So not emergency, but but surprise not emergency because nobody's life is threatened right 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 but it's yeah but a surprise i don't think you need to ever think it that's just living your life yeah. specified and within it comes expenses so you can be completely free to have that money and to go spend it yep and if there's if that yeah it's so honestly like that's that's what I do. So I think that's what be most honest, people yeah. do. I mean, it's this is a prudential decision. We are wiser than we give ourselves credit for. We don't need to go to like some profound text to find out what we're doing here. Like we know that we live a certain kind of life for others. Yeah. Within that life, there are expenses. We don't know exactly what those expenses are, but we know that they're going to come up. Yeah. One thing that does ha- happen. I mean, also to be honest, is that there's I get too much in that checkings account than I 
and but again it's all kind of prudential guesses in a sense mm -hmm. so then we have to do something with it which mm -hmm. is you know you have to catch yourself on it too um yeah because but, if you have a great month no emergencies no surprises well yeah. you should probably be giving a gift right yeah, you should yeah. probably be giving any gift, and then and then, but you know, building up because there's there are the ebbs and flows of of life and and such. But yeah, no, I think you just need to kind of, you need to figure out a number, as you said, in discernment with God and your family and your friends, and it, and it happens. But how do you come to how do you come to uh, a good number for an emergency fund when when it's clearly impossible? You don't. I've been thinking about this for the last five minutes. <laughs> you know, Dave Ramsey says what thousand dollars? Well, at first, and then three to six months of your uh, your living expenses. Okay, really? Yeah. Oh, all, all of your expenses. I see. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like baby step number something. I mean, like, why yeah. not? Like, whatever. Why not nine hundred dollars? Why not one thousand one hundred dollars? Yeah. Like, the, my point is, the nature of an emergency is it is that which you do not expect. Yeah. So yeah, you can save up your thousand dollars, then your house burns down, right? Okay. Most people have home insurance, right? Yeah, you have to to have a house. <laughs> you know, or you know, you enter into crippling medical debt. Not everybody. That's true. Dave didn't have it. His house just burned down. Oh, that's right. Vogel, not Ramsey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Ramsey could have handled it. No, exactly. So, so my point is just that we can sit here and pretend that there's some kind of average emergency ratio that happens to people on average that you can sort of prep for. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think that's, I, I think that is true retrospectively. Like we can look at that, but your life isn't necessarily that average. Yeah. So the emergency fund should be a just prudential decision that you make and it should be specified as an emergency fund mm -hmm. and you should be totally prepared that when something exceeds that emergency fund, you are going to be begging for help. Yeah. Because that's the human condition. Yeah. The human condition is not one of total preparedness for emergency. The human condition is one of orientation towards death. Yeah. An emergency is an experience of death before it happens, and we need to get used to that. Yeah. Because I mean, we've got nothing against death when we when it finally comes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's trampled it. <laughs> well, we have that against death. We have nothing. We have no money. <laughs> have no money against death. Yeah. In an earlier podcast, we talked about money and prediction or prophecy or whatever mm -hmm. we called it. And there, there was the St. Thomas's for warning admonition against superstition and divinization uh, or divination, excuse mm -hmm. me. Divinization was not something he warned against. He, um, <laughs> for it. He's very pro it. Um but I think, yeah, we we do get stuck in a in a rut of trying to control the future, mm -hmm. if not prophesy it with having money. Yeah. And so when we when we are kind of trying to make some prudential judgments about emergencies that we face, that our friends have faced, you know, what seems generally reasonable, yeah. where could we, you know, we, first of all, I think for the most part, when when I talk to folks about constructing their emergency funds they always think about the absolute worst case scenario mm -hmm. which which you mentioned they it, which includes their insurance companies mm. uh falling through and not not helping them out oh wow that's a lot of money yeah uh it includes not having other uh productive means so like no money's coming in at all right. at that same time and then that their friends all hate them and right. abandon yeah. them forever yeah. 
Um, and those three things m- make for an infinite emergency fund. Yeah, that's and that's really the, the evil, that the infinite amassment of resource against evil, against death, against pain, is just is just attempting to be like God. We shouldn't try it. You know, yeah. We should start praying to prepare for suffering, not, not yeah. stocking up fight against it. So this one is really, I mean, this topic is, is kind of tough for people because there's not a lot of practical advice of saying, do this, don't well, let me, do let that. Me, let me say this, because I think this might help give the, the Christian context. It is entirely legitimate mm-hmm. within a particular vocation mm-hmm. to have no emergency fund and rely entirely upon providence. You call that person a monk in the desert. They could be a monk in the desert. They could be a lay person called to it. They could be yeah. a person who is a consecrated virgin. It could be, um, it could be a lot of. It could be a particular uh, family that feels a particular vocational call to live abandoned to divine providence, mm. right? And not that we're not all abandoned to divine to divine providence, which is obviously true, mm-hmm. given that we cannot prepare for any emergency. Um, but that you might be called to live as a particular sign of how abandoned the whole world is to divine providence by virtue of having yeah. no recourse to human means yeah. of, of protection from disaster, right? So if that's a legitimate possibility of human life, and that's not something that's like to be frowned upon as irresponsible, though inevitably it will be, even though it's a great part of the Christian tradition, that, that kind of abandonment, Yeah, yeah. then we need to see are whatever savings we do have as being moving from that. So what I mean is at some point your saving against disaster will indicate a lack of trust in God to take care of you at some point. Now I don't know what the point that is because I don't know your life situation, right? So I would presume that if you have $3 million saved up against possible disaster, it does indicate a lack of trust in God, but I don't know, right? For some people, I mean, William James writes that this about this in, in um, the varieties of religious experience. He's talking about the idea of total abandonment, and, and he gives the example of a girl who goes out and just wants to give her whole life to God, and she just takes, I think, two, two pennies with her. And as she goes out the door, she stops, struggles, and then goes back and puts the two pennies away, and then goes and feels totally free, right? And I'm not saying that's the call of everyone. I'm just saying that the question of the emergency fund is really a question of at what point does my stockpiling against disaster really mean, not that I'm prudentially working within my vocation to make sure the loved ones that I have are taken care of, but really mean I don't trust God. I don't think he's real. Mm-hmm. I think money's real and money will save me and protect me from bad things. God, mm, he's nice. He doesn't really interfere with our affairs though, does he? He's sort of, sort of there as, a, as an end goal maybe, but you know. When my car explodes, he's not going to help. And that kind of prerequisite closure to the possible of mm-hmm. miraculous help, right, gets what it asks for. Yeah. Right? Like if you live a life in which money is the means by which you are safed, cherished, held, uh, then that is what will cherish you and hold you is, is money. And that I think is the is the Christian difference. And no number can be kind of prudentially put to when that lack of trust is is the real uh, savings account. Yeah, yeah, well said. So the practical thing is <laughs> There's pray no and practical discern. thing. <laughs> the practical thing is to pray. <laughs> yeah, no, pray and like really just look at your vocation and say, okay, these are 
you know, these are the things that I think are going to go wrong. Furnaces mm -hmm. will break midwinter. Um, whatever. Lightning will strike. Probably not lightning will strike. <laughs> Just put up a lightning rod. Um, make a prudential decision about your particular vocation, the likelihood of things happening that need immediate response and um, just pick an amount yeah. and then go back to that amount in prayer and ask, is this something that is here because I don't trust God to take care of us? Or is it something that's here because it is proper to um, my vocation and those who have been given to me, uh, mm -hmm. to my care? Good luck, I say. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, thanks. That was beautiful. Yeah, thanks, Jacob. All right, we'll see you next time, everybody. Have a happy good money. <laughs>